Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Andrew Kistner, and I'm the Director of Marketing from the Oxford Center. And today is our first podcast. We're pretty excited about it. Um, and I have invited Nicole Cunningham. She is um, works at the Oxford Center. She is a, nat- a nutrition therapy practitioner, as well as a restorative wellness practitioner. I had to read that because it's a long title. It means a ton. And uh, I invited her on the program today to kind of tell us who she is, what she does, how she can help, um, things to look for. We're going to dive into all kinds of different fun stuff. Um, it's our first podcast where it's very casual. Uh, we're going to have some fun and, and see how it goes. So uh, this is Nicole Cunningham. She's worked here um, several months, uh, and she's really laid the groundwork um, for a program, a nutritional program, and all kinds of different things here. And so uh, I let's just jump right in. All right. So the first question I have for you, is what does it mean? What is a nutrition therapy practitioner, no, functional nutrition therapy <laughs> practitioner? It's a mouthful. And a, res, a restorative wellness practitioner. What What is that? I have no idea what that even means. I know, it's most people don't. All right, so a functional nutritional therapy practitioner basically is a fancy way of saying we we use food as the healing mechanism for the most part. So we work on our foundations, so our properly prepared nutrient-dense foods. We work on mineral balance, hydration, essential fatty acids, and just making sure that those foundations are strong and and that your digestion is key and working properly. And once we work on those foundational things, kind of everything else will fall into place. So those are kind of our our main pillars in functional nutritional therapy. Um, And so... So yeah, I mean, we, we we don't chase symptoms. We use them as our tool to see what the body is communicating with you. So yeah, everything sense. is kind of like Morse code. So is it, it, it seems to me like it's it's very individualized. It is. So it's a bio-individual nothing... approach to nutrition. Interesting. So we don't make blanket statements about anything awesome. for the most part. <laughs> so what is a restorative wellness practitioner? What, how does that differ from the other title? It is a further certification. Okay. So you have to have, you, in order to do restorative wellness, their program, you have to have had a background in nutrition, in science, be, you know, a nursing doctorate, um, chiropractor, something like that. You have to have okay. a pretty good understanding of the body um, in order to qualify for the program. And it just allows me as an unlicensed practitioner, um, cause I am a certified practitioner, just not licensed. Got it. And as from being a nutritional therapy practitioner. So it just allows me to order testing and Got it. know a little bit more in depth. So I'm specialized in gastrointestinal healing. Okay. So the, you have the first title, the second title is basically a credential that allows you to do more yep. with what you do. Yep. Um, and ordering testing sounds obviously very important uh, yep. for, for people to get. So it's game changer. How did you get involved with like, what, what brought you from whatever you were doing before? I don't know if you're a stay at home mom or, or what you did before, but what brought you, you had to have some sort of aha moment to where you grew a passion for this. I, yes. I, so I have done a lot of things. I, I used to work in an immunohistochemistry lab and did like the clinical aspect of science in a hospital setting. And then I went into research and, um, and did like the research side of, of science. I was, um, a cellular molecular biologist and 
that's very boring. <laughs> was it me? <laughs> yeah, um, I get sitting that. by myself in a fume hood is not 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 me. Um, and then I had my my son, my oh. son, ten years ago, and. I, that's when I was really exposed to how nutrition affects the body. I was not as healthy as I thought I was. Mm-hmm. And so when he was born, he had so many true allergies and food sensitivities. He was a very miserable child. He had colic, <laughs> foamy poop, projectile vomiting, super uncomfortable, eczema head to toe. He was a mess. And he could not eat real food for probably almost two years. Which is important. Which is important. So yeah. that's when I discovered, because none of the doctors could really, they told us there was no such thing as a two-week-old having allergies, and they wouldn't help us. So I was just like, I'm going to figure this out myself. Interesting. So I did. And I did a lot of healing. We healed a lot of his food allergies. He actually only has one true food allergy now. And... Um, and he's thriving. He's doing so much better. No more eczema, none at all. Interesting. No out, al- no asthma, no issues. So we're so very that kind of led you through, you know, to this journey to where you, you've ended. Do you did you kind of learn all this, you know, at that point on your own? How did you how did you that was, come up with? Yeah. So I learned. I learned. Uh, Google. Yeah. <laughs> I I googled everything and just went down tons of rabbit holes based off of what I would learn that moment. And then I would talk to somebody and they'd like, oh, you should try this. And so then I'd start Googling that. And it was basically an N equals one experiment. And since I'm a scientist at heart, I like experimenting. And so sadly, I was experimenting on my (laughs) son's health, but it worked out. Um, I I just was determined that this wasn't going to be the answer and that I was going to figure it out. And so I learned so much and everyone kept coming to me. Right. Right without me even advertising that I was doing, like that that I knew these things, that people just intuitively kept coming to me with their own problems right. and asking me for help. And I'm like, oh, well, this is what I think, you know? And yeah. so everyone kept doing that. And so eventually I was like, I, I would like to learn more. I completely get that. That's kind of the, um, as many people know, you know, Gracie had, you know, we have a cerebral palsy diagnosis and um, later received an autism diagnosis and got, you know, a ton of services from that. And, um, but for the first several years, we had no idea. We did all the testing, everything, MRIs, genetics testing, you know, just everything under the sun. And, you know, we found Oxford because we were just looking for something outside of the box. Mm-hmm. And that's what brought us here. And that's why she's walking today. It's amazing. Um, so no, I, I get your, you have to sometimes figure it out yourself. So that kind of leads me into something else I've wondering, wondered about is what is the difference between what you do and maybe what a doctor does. So the the reason I ask, because um, we've talked, you know, in the office and whatnot, and I've we've asked several doctors, you know, when we kind of got um, doing some supplements for Gracie and found out that they'd helped. Uh, whenever we're doing different things, we we've asked her doctor. We just asked her neurologist, you know, after um, getting um, after finding out that she's been having seizures. You know, we put her on medications for seizures are horrible. Mm-hmm. They have some awful side effects, but we've tried everything else. And, um, you know, we asked the, the neurologist, are there any supplements that we should take to help counteract any of these side effects? Like one will could destroy her liver, so it had to be tested. And like, are there any supplements that could help What'd they say? Keep her liver, you know, and they don't have a clue. I know. Um, they were like, oh, I'll give her vitamin D for sure. You yeah. know, that's, it's like, seem, every doctor I've ever spoke to, 
ah, oh, just vitamin D. Yeah, take vitamin D. They, it's like they don't know anything else. It, it, I don't know whether they don't study it in school. They don't. I, I have no idea. Um, we found, you know, we talked to people. And we found, oh, no, you need to take this. It'll help support the liver. This one will help create liver enzymes and this and that. There's a whole wealth of, of knowledge out there. Yeah. So what do you think the difference is really between what you do and what a traditional doctor does? So, so obviously there's, a, you know, a need and a place for doctors. They are definitely, 100%. They ha- yes, they are 100% needed, but it, they are limited in their abilities in the sense that they only know one side of things. So they only know the pharmaceutical route and they're usually siloed. So they're only in GI or right. neuro, like they're, they don't really understand the full body. And so I think the difference between a doctor and myself and a lot of people in the holistic side of things, they, I look at the body as a whole and as an individual. And so we look at the symptoms, but we're not chasing the symptoms. They're just telling us something about the overall picture. We're not Mm. trying to mask the symptoms. We're trying to, okay, what could be causing this? What What is the underlying, what is the root cause? And how can we support the body to heal itself? So we're not, I'm not treating anything. I'm just supporting and helping support the body to do its own healing. Because really, the body is always trying to come back to, to balance, to homeostasis. And so it's just figuring out what it is for, for that individual that's right. causing an imbalance. The body wants to be healthy. The it body does. wants to function in a perfect manner. It does. Um, it just whether it's environment, whether it's <laughs> other there's stuff so out many there. Fact- that- and that's the hardest part is there's so many factors. Yeah. And a lot of times I'll talk to clients and they're like, why didn't, like the way you said that makes so much sense. Right. Why didn't my doctor know this? And I'm like, I wish so badly they did. Yeah. I really, really do because we can right. help so many more people really complete healing. Right. You know, because I mean, yes, the doctor side, I've been in the medical field for a very, very long time and been a patient myself. Right. And uh, they, they yeah. do wonderful things, but they're they could do so much more if they just were able to study, a, you know, in the the supplement or just, right. you know, bringing it back into balance. And so it's, Makes I think, sense. I think working the, the two together is really a good balance. Yeah. So what, um, what brought you to the Oxford Center? That is a funny serendipitous story. So um, is mine. So I get it. Yeah. So <laughs> I was in the middle of recovering myself. I was in a car accident in um, December of 2021. It was a really bad car accident. And my ankle was basically not attached to my body. So I was doing PT and lots of surgeries to get my leg back to uh, being normal again, being able to walk. And I was really frustrated at the place, the PT place that I was at, because I felt like they, they did a wonderful job getting to me where I was, but I wasn't where I wanted to be. Right. And I actually left there crying one day, and I live close to here, mm-hmm. and I just was driving around. And so I found, I just like stump, I just saw it, and I was like, well, I wonder if they have PT. I don't, recovery, I don't know. So <laughs> puffy face and all, <laughs> I come into the front door and just ask like what the services are. And yeah. Mm, I love it. And then I, yeah. And then I've, I mean, you would never know that I'm, I have an injury now. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's night and day difference. It's really helped me. Awesome. Yeah. That's somewhat our, I mean, we came as, as patients first, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, made so much progress. And 
um, you know, one thing led to another, and uh, now I work here. Yeah. And you know, it's Gracie, pretty cool. It is. Uh, it it's awesome. I believe in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it you know, we've seen it firsthand. So I, I think that's that's special. You know, it's it's not just it's a different type of relationship. You know, than yeah. than than what a lot of other people have. So so what's your uh, you you joined the Oxford Center, and I know that the last couple of weeks you have been setting up like what this is going to look like uh, your program at the Oxford Center, what, what is your process going to be going forward? I know that now you're, you're seeing clients and things like that, but what's the process? What can somebody expect? So normally when they first come, they will do a discovery session with one of the nurses, and that'll help kind of really pinpoint what will suit them because we offer so many services here. Um, I 100% believe that everything starts with the gut, whether you're having gut issues or not. So... I would love for everybody to see me also. Um, but, uh, you know, so so that would be the first step is just okay. deciding if, if we're a fit. You know, they would do a discovery session with one of the nurses. Chances are I would talk to them as well at okay. some point. And then they would set up an appointment to come talk with me. So that initial consultation is about 90 minutes. And we, prior to that consultation, they'll have done a food and mood journal. They will have completed some paperwork with a lengthy amount of questions. That'll give me a really good idea of who and what they're working with. And then, yeah, so that's kind of that initial. And then they, they, they leave that first consultation with a, 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 with a takeaway. They know exactly what, what steps to do to move forward. Right whether, you know, on their own, what they want to do, or if they want to continue working together. So got it. Some okay. pretty good, pretty good takeaways. Well, that's awesome. Leave that meeting. Um, now, do you ever look at somebody's case, you know, after they fill out the paperwork, maybe you've met and, and you said, you are definitely missing this out of your diet. And you know, you're, you're not going to get it from food. Do you ever recommend like supplementation or anything like that? Or do you really focus on something completely different? No, I mean, most times people need some sort of supplementation just because, I mean, if you're healthy, you weren't going to come see me anyways. So generally speaking, unhealthy people come see me. And so, for example, if there's a a therapeutic dose of a supplement, a food, that you just, I'm going to use an apple as an example, you know, say for you needed to eat 50 apples for a therapeutic dose. Well, there's no way anyone can consume 50 apples. So the supplement is there to help. So you're not having, so yes, you would still, our goal is food first right? and to change the diet. But sometimes you do need that, that support initially just to start feeling better um, and start to see the progress. And um, so there's definitely supplementation that can be, but some, you know, and, and, and I meet everyone where they're at. So some people just don't want to take supplements. So we just strictly work with just food yeah, and that's okay too, but. That works. Yeah. I know I'm on a couple of things because, you know, I met somebody that, you know, ran some tests this is long before you and they said, you cannot get enough of this from food. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of the way your genes work, there's some gene testing and whatnot. And I started taking that supplement. Um, I think Did it was you methyl- feel better? Oh, instantly. Next day. I mean, yep. I have a lot of ADD. Uh, and um, for me to stay focused is, is challenging. Yep. Um, that, I think, was the biggest thing I noticed, um, other than my pee turned green. Um, <laughs> That's like, so funny. Fluorescent. Uh, oh but God. it was me- like methyl B12 or methylfolate. Yep, and, you know, I know the B vitamins can do some fun stuff. Yep. Um, and it, yeah, I, 
right away. Mm-hmm. And so I take it every day. Yep. You know, and then you have crazy brain whenever you don't. Absolutely. B vitamins are great for that. I will know if I didn't take it. Yep. Absolutely will. So mm-hmm. I, I did. Now, do you think that there's. So we've talked a little bit about this. I love rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think a lot of my rabbit holes, um, they come from TikTok. I'm a big TikTok fan, but. I know that China probably has all my data, <laughs> but like I learned to can last weekend. Oh, nice. You know, there's, there's, there's so much information on there, there is. And, and the algorithm really kind of shows you what you want. Yeah. And I think it's fun. It um, is. and yeah, we like literally earned, we can some like medicinal garlic stuff. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And, and there's, there's, it's a huge thing. It's and a ho- really big. Hopefully you didn't create any botulism. No. Botulism. <laughs> like <laughs> there was, a, there was literally a whole chapter on botulism. Okay, in good. One video. There you go. There's. That's the one thing I'm worried about. <laughs> yes. Um, and there's, but there's simple steps that you, you can do. Yeah. But anyway, I, we learn a lot off of it and it um, just brings things to the forefront of our mind that, you know, people have spent a lot of time researching and th- a lot of them give you the information, you know, that, that you need. So I'm saying all that to say is, one thing that I've learned from there is like a lot of people need, like as, as a population as a whole, there's certain things that we don't have mm-hmm. in our diet. Our food doesn't give it to us anymore or whatsoever. I don't know what the case is necessarily, but is there anything in your um, knowledge base that says in general, most people don't have this. They're not going to get this from food. Everybody is so different, so it's hard to make a blanket statement. Makes sense. But most of the people I see are definitely, I would say B vitamins is a big one that people need support with. And and a lot of, and you said you didn't know why a lot of, like our food, it's the soil, the depletion of the soil, yeah. or just not eating fruits and vegetables anymore, or like completely eliminating certain food groups can cause some nutrient deficiencies or just not having a robust or healthy gut. Um, so I definitely think B vitamins are very helpful for, for you know, everybody, not even just with ADHD. Um, but I would say B vitamins, a lot of times essential fatty acids oh. are really important. So some people, that could be fish oil. Others, they might need black currant seed oil or prim, evening primrose oil. There's a couple different, you know, just really good essential fatty acids um, that helps with, inflammation and getting rid of inflammation in the body since we're typically the omega-3 to omega-6 ratio in our diets are really off Hmm. so if people aren't eating enough fish and then that would be a a reason to supplement with essential fatty acids also with high stress people with high stress sometimes magnesium can be depleted much quicker um and, and so that would be something generally though we don't like to give minerals in isolation for a long period of time because that can lead to other well what does that mean so if you're just taking a like just magnesium got it and you're not like being regulated and making sure that it's not depleting other nutrients and other minerals because our bodies are so complex you can't just take one thing and it fixes something it'll then well like create other problems is that the same thing is like um Vitamin D three and K two. Yeah, because I heard like, absorb for a long time. Mm-hmm. We just took vitamin D three, and then someone's like, "Well, whoa, you can't do that without K 2 Yep, blew yep. my mind. Well, and and if you think about it, we're trying we're we're trying to create nature, recreate nature. Right. So nature had it right to begin with. So when we're taking a pill, right. we're trying to recreate what happened naturally. naturally. So right. so. It's best to do food 
but our you know and as we go back to you know our our soil is super depleted now and so we're not getting the same amount of minerals and vitamins and nutrients out of our food anymore plus our digestive systems aren't working optimally most of the time that so I, I don't know i think i think food isn't what food food today isn't what food yeah. was 30 40 years ago i, agree. I think it's it's very different yep. um, and, you know we've done our best to try to eat healthy and i'll tell you one thing not just healthy, <laughs> selective yeah. on where we get our food. You know, we grow our own, some of our own stuff. Um, it's challenging and in a condo with yeah. pots out the, ba- out the back <laughs> of it. But, um, you know, we, we try to to limit the GMOs and the, you know, go organic. And But it's tough because, like you see information out there, when you think you're getting something organic, <laughs> like, or, okay, example, um, I did a lot of research. We brought a, a half of a grass-fed start and finish mm-hmm. the whole time. Like, it was guaranteed from a local farm. The whole thing was grass-fed. Never yep. had any grain. Yep. When you go online and you look for or to the store and it says grass-fed beef, that only has to have been grass-fed for, for a like certain amount of time. 60 days before yeah. it's butchered. Yeah. It could be grain-fed the entire time but as long as it's 30 days 60 days it's organic grass-fed and all that stuff how do you find places to trust you know and, and that's where i like tiktok because these people look at this up look this up where, do you have anything to give any advice to give on where to find good information know your farmers that's the best way know your farmers know your farmers and grab get things local from your farmers set up relationships with local farmer markets know know who who's growing and creating your food yeah that's that's the best way to ensure that you have quality and you're supporting your community and you know what is actually happening to your meat your produce right you know it's it's, scary when you think about it. it is it is and and it's just it's just a healthier system than than supporting factory farm and so all right, everyone. So we're out of time for this episode. We are going to continue talking, um, and so we're gonna we're gonna wrap this episode up. It'll air on Thursday, as you know, and then next Thursday we will have another episode, the continuation of this conversation, and it's going to get fun on this one. Uh, if you would like um, to meet with Nicole, um, you can call Oxford the Oxford Center at two four eight four eight six three six three six, or visit the website the Oxford Center. Dot com um, and do a discovery session with the nurses um, and uh, you know they'll refer you to Nicole and you can she has all kinds of different programs we'll get into some of the other stuff uh, in the next episode I'm pretty excited about it so we'll wrap this one up <laughs>